save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast. It is early in the morning for me. It's 8.30 in the morning. I woke up and just wanted to talk about this. It's just been on my heart for a long time. And I finally just felt like, okay, let's go into it. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about twin flames and narcissists. And those are two separate conversations, but I think that they're kind of rooted in the lack of intuition and validation that women feel. I think that's the similar thread that's kind of linking them. So that's why I'm going to be talking about them together. Um, So that is what we're going to go into today. And I also just wanted to say my website is now open for you to book for August. So if you desire to book a one-on-one session with me and to see if you would like to secure your spot for September for one-on-one coaching, you can go on my website now and book your one-on-one free introduction call to see if you would like to move forward in coaching. So the introduction call is free. We go into the coaching program. We talk about what's coming up for you. you We talk about your issues, your problems, your goals, and we decide if you would like to move forward in the coaching program that starts in September. So if you would like to move forward, you can now go on my website and go to victoriadevall.com and book your free introduction call that starts in August. So those are the next slots for openings. And so yeah, so if you guys would like to book that, then just go on my website, victoriadevall.com and book your free introduction call. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Sorry if my voice is a little bit raspy. I literally just woke up, (laughs) but let's get into it. So narcissist so first i want to go into narcissist and then we're going to go into twin flames so i want to talk about the phenomenon of our society and i think really from social media calling all men that have been abusive narcissists right so you see on instagram on tiktok and in person that people call people narcissists all of the time Right, so we're calling abuse narcissists. We're calling abusers, sorry, narcissists. Why? It's my belief that because women have a very big difficulty validating themselves in their own pain, the word narcissist and narcissistic abuse is giving women a way to feel validated in their own pain. Like he was a narcissist. Right. He wasn't an abuser. He was a narcissist. And we don't as much use the word abuser. But the truth is that there are more abusers than there are narcissists, because let's really talk about narcissistic abuse and narcissists. So being a narcissist is a disorder. Right. So it's a disorder that affects less than five percent of the population. So if it affects less than five percent of the population, majority men, why are there so many narcissists, right? Why are there so many narcissists? Why has every woman encountered a narcissist? Because the truth is that what we're encountering 
we are encountering misogynistic, abusive, self-centered men. We are encountering weak, non-divine masculine, emasculated um, men. We are encountering abusers. And a lot of the time, we're actually not encountering somebody with a narcissistic disorder. But in my opinion, it makes it easier for us. It makes us feel more validated because we have a difficulty validating ourselves. It makes us feel more validated to call someone a narcissist. Because if we don't do that, what do we have to call them? An abuser. And if we call them an abuser, what does that mean? That we have to deeply validate our own experience. Calling someone a narcissist feels kind of like this easy way out to kind of um, validate ourselves when we don't really validate ourselves. And the truth is that calling someone a misogynistic abuser, in my opinion, requires a little bit more self-validation, intuition, and, and really deeply coming into the core of who you are. Now, let me clarify there, calling someone a narcissist and accurately identifying someone as a narcissist also requires intuition. But it is my opinion that so many women are so disconnected from themselves and so many women are having so much trouble really holding someone accountable for the pain they've caused them, for the abuse they have caused them. And because women are conditioned out of our power, what happens is we feel very uncomfortable identifying someone as an abuser. And we also feel, I think that we also feel that maybe um, we want the extent of our pain to be validated, while at the same time, we don't want to fully step into the role of power and accountability that it takes to hold someone accountable to validate your own pain, right? To validate your own pain also looks like deeply holding another accountable. And that doesn't mean holding them accountable even to their face. You can block someone and never talk to them again, but hold them deeply accountable in your own version of what happened. But I feel that for so many women, because we have difficulty holding others accountable, it feels good, right, to call someone a narcissist. Because it feels like, ah, oh, I feel validated in my own self. But I feel that it's also deeply dangerous in our society because we are calling men narcissists so often. Even you heard everyone call Amber Heard a narcissist, right, when she was just a victim. So it's this this way that we're kind of, when we when we don't like attributes in another person, we're kind of just calling them a narcissist because it blocks us from really actually holding them accountable, in my opinion, or really looking at the situation in its, in its full. And in my opinion, there are many more abusers, misogynistic men, weak men, um, you know, manipulative men, disgusting men, um, abusive men, then there are narcissistic disordered men. And so I'm going to tell you from my own experience, my father is a clinical narcissist and sociopath. So I have a firsthand experience with someone who has narcissistic disorder. 
And I have had five abusive relationships. As I talk about, I've had five deeply abusive relationships. Well, actually, one of them was, um, I would say, toxic, but not abusive. So I've had four deeply abusive relationships. And in all of in, in those four or in those five, whatever you want to call that, that fifth one, in those five relationships, I only had one man who was accurately, um, could accurately be defined as someone with narcissistic disorder so out of the five what does that leave the rest of them as right that leaves the rest of them for example as abusers as weak misogynistic men as men who are so weak and feel so unfulfilled in their lives that they desire to harm another woman because of um, their own feelings of inadequacy in their own life and men who are not initiated into the divine masculine and so therefore they desire to control or harm or treat a woman poorly or men who are conditioned into the patriarchal society and in my opinion, it takes more um, self-knowing and self-validation, right? You validating your own self to stand in the fact that you were abused without calling them a narcissist. If they were not a narcissist, right? If they are a narcissist, that takes a deep level of intuition as well. And recovering from narcissistic abuse is something that I have experienced um, with with when I was uh, involved with a narcissist and it takes a deep level of of just healing and intuition to de- to accurately identify someone as this and and whatnot but I do feel that the reason that we're calling everyone a narcissist is because we're afraid to call people abusers and we're afraid to to accurately identify what's going on for for example it could be that this is a very weak man who is you know coming out of or is deeply enmeshed within his patriarchal and misogynist misogynistic conditioning he has mommy issues maybe he's enmeshed with his mother maybe he had no father maybe his father is a weak man who showed him how to be misogynistic to women and maybe um his mother coddles him and treats him you know as royalty as her son and completely is enmeshed with him and and whatever the hell it is or maybe he's just an abuser maybe he just hates women right maybe he's an abuser maybe he hates women maybe he completely um is obsessed with harming women or he's obsessed with using women to further his own you know um pain or whatever the hell that it is but I think that it would be very helpful for women to start deeply identifying their abusers accurately as what it was. And maybe that was narcissistic abuse because for me, like I said, I actually did experience narcissistic abuse. But I also experienced four other relationships that were abusive deeply, but they were not narcissistic abuse. And so my point with all of this is that I feel that it gives women an opportunity to deepen into their fear of why they are afraid of deeply validating themselves, why they are afraid of holding someone else accountable, and why it feels very safe to call everyone a narcissist that abused you or treated you poorly. Because the truth is, maybe you can say that someone was narcissistic and they were having narcissistic qualities, but the truth is that a very small percentage of the population has narcissistic personality disorder. 
And, um, and so when we see that and we go from that space, what does that require? It requires that we deeply validate ourselves like, oh yeah, this person wasn't actually someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. A really good example of someone with personality, narcissistic personality disorder is Kanye West. If you would like to know what a very typical person with narcissistic personality disorder looks like, you can just look at and just research some videos of Kanye West. It doesn't mean that he's actually a very, very perfect example. He is deeply obsessed with validation from others, has an overextended view of himself, but that view of himself needs the validation of others. And when he doesn't get that, he's deeply affected. When his wife divorces him, he is deeply affected because he's losing control and he's losing his own self-image and he's going on these these, you know, insane disconnected rants that are coming from his grandiose self-image, narcissistic people will go on these, these fanatical, you know, rants about life and about how, you know, um, grandiose their own self-image is but it depends on these enmeshed relationships that they have with others and when others no longer, um, decide to play into their, their um, image of themselves, it deeply affects narcissists. Narcissists deeply crave validation of others, right? So, but it comes from this, they, they have this deep validation wound. That's really what it is, right? They have this deep validation wound and they desire for everyone around them to view them in this certain way um, that's very grandiose and, and whatnot. So this can go on different scales, right? It doesn't need to look exactly like Kanye, but Kanye is a very, very typical example of what a narcissistic personality disordered person looks like, right? Kanye does not have bipolar disorder. Kanye has narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder and so this is a very good example so if you would like to see someone with personality narcissistic personality disorder go look at Kanye West go look at the way that he treats women and treats himself right the way that he needs deeply to be validated and seen as above everyone else and he has this um this god complex and this these insane um views of himself as above everyone else and his ideas are out of reach and and his um his rants are disconnected from reality in this grandiose way and he is abusive and misogynistic to the women around him he is continually abusive to the women around him whether that be amber rose kim kardashian save big money now on new siding from lp smart side at menards update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Taylor Swift even, they all serve the purpose of serving his own self-image. And when they speak out against him, he's deeply affected um, because it's about his his um his sense of self is being threatened right because he deeply above all else is needing to be validated by others because he feels has such a low self-worth deeply inside that he cannot actually see because he has narcissistic personality disorder so it will never actually be seen by him so um, that's a really good example of someone who has narcissistic personality disorder. Another person, the only other celebrity I can think of is Donald Trump. So this is another person who has narcissistic personality disorder. And um, and yeah, so these are two, these are the only two male celebrities that I can see that are very, very good examples of narcissistic personality disorder. And I think Kanye West is a really, really good example, even more than Donald Trump, because he also deeply desires feminine relationships, relationships with women. And so you can see how narcissists um, involve themselves intimately with women and how women are just a play in their own sense of self and in their own grandiose expression of their own validation wound and in their own um in their own selves women are just props props to be abused and used and discarded um that that deeply affect and validate their own sense of narcissistic self-worth right so but you can see a man who is deeply involved in relationships with other women like Kim Kardashian, um, the way that he responded to her leaving him. You can see the way he treated Amber Rose and just the things that he has done to women that are deeply harmful and that are also in mesh and intertwined with misogyny. Um, but they're deeply coming from a narcissistic, abusive space. And the way that narcissists respond when women leave them um, or the way that they view the women in their life because narcissists tend to really deeply value their relationships with women um, in a very abusive way but they deeply value them because they are they serve as another space for them to receive that hit of validation of narcissistic supply and also a space where they can control and dominate um so this is a really good example of a narcissist and someone with narcissistic personality disorder. But it is, it is deeply my opinion that we are, most women are experiencing abusers, right? Men who are abusers, men who are deeply weak, men who are um, deeply wounded, men who are weak and, and non-masculine and um, patriarch, holding up the patriarchy and deeply misogynistic and 
and whatnot and we're experiencing abuse and it feels a lot easier to call the pain that we are experiencing and the abuse that we are experiencing narcissistic abuse instead of just abuse from a weak disgusting little man right so when we do that in my opinion it takes a deeper sense of validation within your own self and i think that's a space that a lot of women are lacking and we deeply desire our abuse to be validated but we don't um trust ourselves and deeply validate our own selves and so i would ask you know what is your fear around calling someone a narcissist or calling someone an abuser if you're not absolutely clear that they're a narcissist because a lot of men that you might have dealt with are narcissists and that's totally valid too so it's just about using your intuition validating yourself and knowing um from a sense of of um you know, of centeredness, what, what your truth is, right? But I do think that there is this fear. So I would say with some men, if you've had multiple abusive relationships or if you've seen abusers or whatever, what is the fear around calling someone an abuser versus calling someone a narcissist? And in my opinion, I think if you look deep enough, you will see that you will fear that if they're not a narcissist, are you truly valid in your pain? If they're not a narcissist, were you even abused? If they're not a narcissist, are you still validated in the abuse that you experienced? And so then to me, that is the problem right there. That women are having difficulty holding others accountable and experiencing their abuse and then speaking on it and holding others accountable from a sense of power and and deeply validating our own selves from within and coming from a sense of power and validating ourselves completely in the experiences that we've had and when we feel uncomfortable in this space we might use things like oh well it was a he was a narcissist and that makes us feel more validated but what if you know you could deeply validate yourself in your experience fully on your own what if you were like I don't care. I don't give a fuck what anyone else says. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I was deeply abused. I don't care what he says about it. I don't care what she says about it. Every other woman could have had an amazing experience with him, but I was abused. I was treated like shit. I was mistreated. I was sexually assaulted. I was abused. I was emotionally abused. I was verbally abused. I was physically abused. I don't need validation from anyone else. You see a lot of times with um, sexual assault and whatnot, when sexual assault comes out in the media and whatnot, people will only start to believe once multiple people come out and even then people don't. But what is that really leading us to? It's to our own inability to validate our own experiences. And another thing that happens is when other women will say, well, I had a good experience with him. You will see women even be like, well, if she had a good experience, then how could that other girl not have had a good experience? Well, what do you mean? Even if we're talking about narcissistic abuse, narcissists have women friends, right? Martin, people get different versions of different people. And just because even if your ex that was abusive to you had 30 other relationships before you and each one was wonderful and and perfect but if you experienced verbal abuse physical abuse sexual abuse emotional abuse toxicity in any way if you experienced that 
that's your experience. You do not need someone else to validate your experience of abuse. You do not need someone else to validate from their experience or from these terms that can be given to you, your experience of abuse. I do think that the word narcissist and narcissistic personality disorder can be deeply helpful to those who have experienced narcissistic personality disorder because it gives us framework of, oh, this is what I experienced. How do I move forward and whatnot? But at this point, I think that it's being overkilled because what's happened is that women do not validate themselves. And then we're using this as a way to validate ourselves but what we're missing is that we're missing the opportunity to deeply come into our power to deeply come into our own self-validation because the truth is you experienced abuse because you experienced abuse it doesn't matter you know um if it was emotional abuse if it was sexual abuse if it was physical abuse and if every other person before him experienced amazing versions of him you experienced abuse because you did because that is your story because that is your truth and you don't need to outsource your power and your validation and this doesn't mean that every woman is doing that like i said i've experienced narcissistic abuse but i've also experienced abuse And that's just as valid. I've experienced abuse that wasn't from a narcissistic personality disordered person. I've experienced deep sexual violence, physical violence, emotional violence. I haven't as much experienced as deep of, uh, sorry, physical violence, but emotional and verbal and sexual violence deeply from from men who were not narcissistic personality disordered people. They were just abusers. And I feel that we need to deeply stand in that and start validating ourselves in our experiences and saying he was an abuser he was an abuser he was a weak abuser that man is an abuser he's a manipulative weak man he's a misogynistic man he's a control freak he is sexually violent he's a rapist whatever the hell that he is call him that And maybe that's a narcissist. Maybe he's a narcissist. So call him that. But the point is, deeply validate yourself and don't hide behind calling someone a narcissist because you are afraid to deeply validate the abuse that you experienced. So that is kind of my my take on narcissists. And This wasn't about narcissistic abuse. I could go into narcissistic abuse, but I don't really feel like it um, because you can look up what narcissistic abuse is and you can look at videos of Kanye West and see a very good example of a narcissist. Um, So, you know, narcissistic abuse is deeply painful, deeply scarring, deeply traumatic, as is abuse in every other form. You know, abuse from men who are abusers, men who are weak, men who are misogynistic, men who are, you know, just conditioned into being abusers and and disgusting and patriarchal and and whatnot. So um, all abuse is is deeply painful, deeply traumatic. And um, narcissistic abuse that I've experienced is deeply confusing and, um, you know, abusive and, and deeply, 
it, it splits your mind and, and it's very confusing. And I've also had the same experience with abuse, right? Abuse that wasn't narcissistic abuse. It was deeply confusing and whatnot. But there is a special um, sort of of confusion around narcissistic abuse. And there is a special sort of of um, pain that comes with narcissistic abuse and there's a special sort of pain that comes with sexual abuse or abuse from abusers that aren't narcissists there's a special type of abuse that comes from different type of abuse right (laughs) so so anyway my point with that is just to really challenge women to deeply validate their own selves and their own abuse and to deeply validate their own experiences and see where it feels more comfortable to hide behind maybe calling someone this or calling someone that instead of deeply coming into validating your own self in the fact that you were abused I was deeply abused this person is an abuser this person is weak this person is you know disgusting they're misogynistic they're whatever the hell they are deeply coming into that space what about that scares you So that is kind of the point of this part of the episode. (laughs) Okay, so I was going to talk about Twin Flames now, um, but I think I'm going to keep that for another episode because I'm a little tired now. (laughs) So let's talk about Twin Flames in our next episode. So you can see me back in our next episode for talk about Twin Flames and the truth about Twin Flames. And we will really get into that in our next episode. I love you guys so much. And remember to deeply validate yourself. Hold others accountable and deeply connect with your intuition. Really deeply validate yourself and see what about that scares you. Maybe you did experience narcissistic abuse. Maybe you experienced abuse from an abuser. Whatever it is, deeply validate yourself in that space. And also, you know, if you did experience narcissistic abuse, don't use this episode to to invalidate that. It's about deeply validating yourself. Deeply validate yourself and see where deeply validating yourself scares you. See the limits of your own self-belief. See the limits of your own feminine power. See the limits in your own mind, your own conditioning so far on holding others accountable. See where you gaslight yourself. See where you still do this within your own mind and why it feels scary to deeply come into your own power and then challenge yourself to get into it. It's just conditioning. It's not the whole experience. Just because you experience conditioning out of your power, you can condition yourself into your power. You can work with yourself and get into your power, which little plug is what we do in my coaching. And so you can go on my website, Victoria Duvall, and book coaching. Um, but yeah, you can come into your power and 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 really deeply come into that space. And so part of that is recognizing where you feel uncomfortable in your power in your voice holding others accountable in your own self-validation and validation of your own experiences so that is gonna be our episode for today i will talk to you guys soon i love you guys so much and i will see you next episode bye 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.